Unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably been hearing a lot about the stock market lately. Millions of people are beginning to invest for the first time ever. And we're realizing that the financial system should be built to work for us. That's why Robinhood is creating real human education resources, truly digestible financial news, and a platform that lets you invest in your own way, on your own terms. The next generation of investors is already here, and it includes you. Robinhood. Investing is risky. Robinhood Financial, LLC. So this is episode 175. We have Brittany Williams of the Bad and Bougie Moms podcast calling in from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, this is Women's History Month. We're not doing anything specific. Like this ain't. It, it is about a celebration of women, but it's more so just hearing women talk on the podcast from their perspective about random shit that we talk about on the podcast. It's no, you know, one thing we don't do is structured, buttoned up interviews. Like I tell people all the time, you can say fuck, shit, bitch. Just make sure if you pass that message to somebody else, you try your damnedest not to offend them. So, Britt, you're from are you originally from Atlanta, Georgia? I'm not. I'm originally from Columbus, Georgia. So it's about an hour and a half away from Atlanta. Okay. South. Okay. What made so I'm you from the country? Yep. Now, how far is that from Jonesboro? Because when I was down there, I used to be in Jonesboro. Ooh, Jonesboro. Well, for me now, living in Atlanta is about forty five minutes. Yeah. Cause I stay in Douglasville, but um. From Columbus, it's still about an hour. Yeah. Columbus is past nooning. Okay. So more so on the Alabama side. So tell me about the Bad and Bougie Moms podcast. Like, what made you want to get into the podcasting game? Because you know, some it's a little. It's if you're like me, it was a little nerve wracking. You know, you want to do something different. You want to step into some new waters. But what made you feel like you, you know, you could hold your own on this podcasting scene? Well, um, the Bad and Bougie Moms podcast. Actually, um, I thought about it about two years ago. Um, me and my friend, he is actually a rapper. Me and him was talking about stuff, and he was like, you should do a podcast. And I'm like, what is that? Like, I didn't even know what a podcast was at yeah. that point. So he told me about it. You know, I thought about it. I honestly pitched it off for the longest because you're right. It is very nerve-wracking because I, I didn't know anything. Like, yeah. all I said was, oh, I'm going to do this podcast. Yeah. So once I went ahead and committed to it, you know, it was up from there. So we've been on for since December, I want to say it was our first episode, yeah. and we've been growing. People love it, so yeah. you know. And I learned I'm, about I'm you, here for it. and I learned about you through Artesia. You had Artesia, I think it was on episode five. Yes, yeah. that was my favorite episode, by the way. I think you just coated <laughs> you a little sugar. Yeah, you, yeah, throwing yeah, a little yeah. sugar around. I'm this here for it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you must got that. Uh, what is that? Uh, premium gas. That's the kind of shit you put mm-hmm. in a Mercedes. You a super gas and hub over here. Mm-hmm. No, but I, everybody know Artesia is great. Yeah, she is good people, man. <laughs> Thank most, you, girl. Most, most people normally do say that sometimes until they get yeah. to know you. On the last episode with the homie Chastity, she was saying once you get married to people, then you really get to know who those people are. Well, we ain't married, so. Uh-huh. Well, I know a little. I know a little <laughs> bit about you. So, Britt, what you doing the podcast? Um, what made you want to come up with the concept of you know bad and bougie moms? Did you feel like it was something just to? kind of acknowledge the mothers out there who hold it down on a daily basis, or was it some other premise to it? Actually, you know, you're right. It was about the the daily mothers, because a lot of the people I follow on social media are mothers, and they're just, you know, pretty much doing their nine to five, yeah. make sure their kids get to school on time. 
So it's just that on social media, you always see the glamorous lifestyle or the mothers who have nannies and, yeah. you know, they're just holding it down. But in actuality, it's people who do this every single day. So honestly, it's just crazy how people are coming up to me wanting to tell their story. And then once I find out what's really going on, I'm like, I would never have thought that you would, you know, went through something like that. Yeah. So it, it's just to highlight people. Everyone love it. I like making people feel good. Yeah. Paul, I think, yeah, and I think that's the best thing about <laughs> podcasting, though. You get the opportunity to actually hear real stories, like on me on right. like on the news. They'll tell you a certain thing, or they'll have a certain story, and they'll it'll be a part where I don't know if people really know this. Like if it's a part where somebody's telling a heartfelt story, they could be over it. The producer's gonna be like, "Hey, tap into that emotion. Can you feel that when you tell right. that story over again?" Then you got motherfuckers gazing into the camera like they got egg on their face you know, trying to make people draw them in. And it's like on a podcast, you can just say what you really feel, you know, and how you feel about it. Right. I think, I think it's a great concept to come up with the bad and bougie mom podcast for, for two reasons. For mm. one, women really don't get enough credit. I'm not just saying that for women's history mm. month Two, women with kids who are not married and still taking care of their kids. I know how hard it is holding down my goddamn self on a daily and weekly and monthly <laughs> basis. I can only imagine being a single right. parent with two or three kids and no assistance. I don't know right. so like, how you do that. Right. So, for instance, like the, um, my last episode that just dropped on Tuesday, the young lady, she's from Miami, Florida. She's a single mom. Uh, you know, I only met her through social media, talked to her back and forth a couple of times. But after she finished her episode, I found out that her dude left her while she was pregnant. He Jesus. cheated on her. He's still with the chick. Like, at the end of our conversation, I'm like, he a, he a fuck ass nigga like yeah. dead ass like, so, I don't see yeah. how you do it so. yeah. and it's a lot of people I think wow. as I, I said on Instagram the other day I was like I heard a woman say she really only requires a guy to have a job and a car and I was like god that's damn if that's minimum. your what? fucking standard <laughs> then sheesh that should be mandatory <laughs> after 25 it's, my standard well yeah but <laughs> you know, yeah cause I, y'all can't be outlandish on these motherfuckers sometimes do you have a laundry list or you just hey, got a little hey, you, you got a little notepad? For, you know, see my thing is I only ask for what I'm able to provide. So if I have high yeah. standards, please believe you will be I'll be great to you. But there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with doing I think that's what I, I you know what? I keep going back to saying counseling. I was literally in counseling today and my counselor asked me, What do you want out of a relationship? Mm-hmm. I was like, I really don't have rules. Any girl I've ever dated, I say, What you want from me, I want that same mm-hmm. from you. And what I'm giving you, I hope to get that from you. Uh, I don't have no rules of who you can and can't talk to. Whatever you don't want me doing, you don't do it. And that's where I stand. Hmm. You adults, you grown. You can't make nobody yeah. do nothing. So, yeah, I, I love it. I mean, and, we, and when you go in it like that, I mean, um, if everybody knows on the podcast, I am engaged. So that's what type of rules we have. If you don't want to see me do it, you might not want to do it. Yeah. And that's what we said from the beginning of our relationship because when we actually started talking dating whatever um he he didn't want me i tell people this all the time he was like you know doing his thing whatever yeah. so when i asked him i said do you want me to friends on you if you do just let me know and i could do it he was like all right go ahead do whatever and then i did what i needed <laughs> to do and he called me up and said all right i'm ready to be in a relationship i know you are because yeah. you don't want to see that so you mm-hmm. had so you basically had to stand your ground and letting them know what you was looking for, whether he wanted that or not. Right. That's exactly what happened. And it's just because at that time, 
he felt like, of course, he didn't want to be in a relationship. It was summertime. Who? I mean, who wants to be in a relationship in the summer anyway? Oh, shit. But, you know, <laughs> I just talked to, I mean, got to talking to my barber. Like, it's about to get serious here in Dallas. That summertime <laughs> exactly. bring out all the freaks. But neck. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. Exactly. But yep, I, with no panties on. Yeah. So, so I, I'm. <laughs> so I'm gonna say this. It's a real podcast. So the iPad just died. We fist the free ball. The rest of this interview, Britt. I hope you are ready for the ride. People will understand what really talking out the side of your damn neck sounds like because no, you're about to get a little bit, right. of, a little bit of that. I did want to go back to you. You said that you are uh, engaged to get married. Have you ever been married before? I have. I've been married for a year, but I tell everybody it doesn't count. I mean, it was only a year. How, did, so, did, how long were you with him before you um, got married? Uh, I want to say we were together for four years. Yeah. So um, I was really young. I, I want to say I was 20, 21. And um, I, honestly, the only reason why I married him because of the benefits. Um, he was in the army, and also he was a sheriff down in my hometown. I mean, I love him, still love him to this day. He's yeah. a great guy. However, that's what my motivation was at that time. Um, once we had our son, he just he's a Pisces. I'm yeah. a bit believer in signs. Yeah, he was too emotional. Mm. I can't I can't stand no business. Oh my god! So my do you know? So with you talking yeah. about astrology signs, if I just threw out a month, you would be able to say what that sign is and. What uh who like if it's good or bad for another son, you know it that well? Yes. Kinda I, kinda sort of. Try me. Go ahead. I I'm am ready. a Libra. What does that mean? Oh, lion ass Libra. Ah. That's what y'all are. <laughs> a lion ass Libra. See that's <laughs> yeah, when it gets tough. See, that's when it's tough because yeah. I'm so open yeah. and I'm so straightforward, then I that's why I be like, eh. But you also have a way with words. Yeah, but that ain't lying. That's just mm. having a way with words. Mm. <laughs> Maybe it should say fancy tongue. No, he's not. I will. I will give him credit. He's shit not that a liar. You hurt your feelings. Yeah, he would. He's very open, very honest. But I okay. have noticed that he does have a way with words, so he knows how to maneuver the conversation. No, or I just say I don't feel like okay. answering that shit. Yeah. See, you know, you got some women will be like, <laughs> you got some women that'll be like, you know what? If I had him, he'd be doing this, bitch. You wouldn't have me, because can't nobody put no right. leash around my neck. Because I'm not trying to put no leash around nobody else's neck. Mm-hmm. You put a leash yeah, around my not, neck. That shouldn't be the goal of any relationship, though. Nah, I'm going to be bucking. You yeah. ever seen a dog buck like he losing his fucking mind because he don't belong on a leash? That's me. I will buck the fuck right. out, man. That's why I say marriage, I, I, you know, that's tough. You did it once. You're doing it again. I commend you. Now, that one year does count, right. Brad. I'm not letting you slide that under the rug. That way, man, that unit kind of, if I waited, you know, if I didn't wait that long, I could have gotten a no, but whatever. So I have a question for you. Okay, ask me whatever. I love answering questions. All right. So with you not wanting to, you know, have a desire to get married or whatnot, than just random, I you know, but having an open relationship, it would be tough for me because, first of all, I if depend if I if somebody if I care about the person, let's just say it's me and Artesia, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it because I care too much about her, and I don't think people think in depth about open relationships. Like if if let's just say it's you and me, Britt, and we got an open relationship, and you say yeah, you can mess with another woman. You got to be willing to know that when I come home and take that shower, this ain't gonna be no movie where you thinking I cheated. You know that I just went out with another woman. And God done God knows what. 
and I came home and I laid in right. the same bed with you. That's how I think about if I had an open relationship. I ain't worried about if the dude dick bigger or none of that shit. I'm just worried about another nigga just finesse my girl and now she's coming to get in the bed and go to sleep. That ain't okay with me. I can play with that yeah, pussy. You yeah. don't need to go get it from nowhere else. So I I totally agree, but you know, again, there's some open relationships where the the two women are know about each other. Yeah, I think it, it could be done. Yes, I definitely. I'm yeah. not against it, but it would have to be with people that I I would probably love them. But everybody's love for different. You know, you love people differently. You know what I'm saying? Like I may be right. able to get with another woman, and from jump, everything we do was fun, and it's about fun. And we in you know insert that, and it's fun to her. If I, it just depends on how I feel about the person. But if I if I had to talk about, I always like to make things realistic. So I would have to think about it in an instance of me and Artesia. I wouldn't be able to do that for myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? But just these random girls. Oh man, I make that shit like a video, and wake up with like three, four in the bed <laughs> if I could. But you oh know, it depends on how you feel about the person. Would you do? You, would you go with an open relationship? Are you um, asking no, me? No, I can't. Yeah, I can't. I'm too, um, what is it called? The whole emotion thing, like you mentioned, that's, that's my issue with yeah. it. It's just that I, I can't, I can't cut off the emotions like that. It's, yeah. it's one and done for me. Have you ever been um, in a situation no. where, have you been in a situation where you've agreed to have sex with a guy and it's just a regular relationship? Y'all just know, Hey, we having sex is just friends, but you fall for a guy. Oh, have I? No, I'm a G. I haven't done that. So if you no, fuck with a dude, uh, if y'all know it's just sex, you you are, you have it down packed to where you could just do that and move on. I only ask because so many women have offered that situation to me and offered it to others, and it's like somebody's uh, gonna catch feelings. Somebody's I mean, gonna catch them. Honestly, with me being older, I probably could do it if I was single. But with me being younger, I I wouldn't. I would have got attached. But yeah. just to see how the mentality is of guys, like you said, guys do that all the time. I mean, it's just. I'd rather the whole sex thing have a connection versus just fucking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not the one who just fucks. But I think that's much. where you get older. When you get old, and that's why I say for me, it's like, it's once you've experienced like having sex with somebody that you actually care about, the shit just feels different. You know, afterwards, you ain't right. like, let me get up and put some on. Let me get up and wipe myself off. Like, it's a comfort level that you reach to where it's like, hey, all right. I know the you know how comfortable it is to get ready to pass gas. Be like, all right, I'm about to fart, and you done. <laughs> well, at least you give warning. Yeah, because some folks don't even give no nah, warning. No, you got to give a warning. Start making you smell it, and nah, I'm like, no, nah, I like to make sure my mouth ain't open when them pipe bombs being dropped. <laughs> ain't nothing about farting sexy to me, and I, you know why? That's why I hate public transportation because a motherfucker could just fart and you don't know where it come from. It don't matter how close <laughs> right. they sitting to you, how far away they are from you. You don't know what's coming. So what drew you? What drew you oh, to Artesia, Britt? Y'all just been linked up. Y'all had one podcast together, and every <laughs> fucking week is Britt, 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 Britt. Because <laughs> I think that we're twins. I thought she's my twin in my head. Because she's Mine amazing, too. and Mine I'm too. amazing. Yeah. So I mean, we have a lot in common. Um, and it's and it's not to the point where it's like. You know, you hear something like, oh, me too, girl. It's like, I was saying, she's like, girl, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, are you hating? Do you not like it? What? No, What's going that's on? fine. <laughs> the, more, the more time that you no. talk to her, the less time she talks to me. So, wow. Go, go right, go right, <laughs> go right away, Britt. <laughs>
Wow. All right, now, now, what you talk about, she's about to come to Atlanta. No, I am visit. coming to Atlanta. I meant to tell you that, too, because they a have a conference going Atlanta. on. It's um, a lot of sugar dick out there. In June for my birthday, so I will be there. How's it, how's it, da- hey, Britt, though, for real, real question. How is it dating in Atlanta, though? Like, I, I know now that oh, you're off horrible. the market, but, like, how is the date? Like, dating is horrible everywhere. No, nah, but when it's everybody horrible. got sugar it's dick so- down there. Oh my god, it's not a lot of sugar dead. I haven't seen no sugar dead lately, unless you go to Lennox. But um, yeah. I mean, it's horrible. It's just so many women. However, honestly, I feel like Houston um has it worse because when I went there for the Super Bowl last year, like all the bitches bad, like mm-hmm. everybody, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I felt some type of way. Like, okay, I need <laughs> to go take my butt back down to Atlanta because we're not on this level yet. Yeah, he's. So, but you know um, what? Here in Texas, we do call. I know for me, I know a, a group of people and myself. We call Houston like Baby Atlanta mm-hmm. because that's like if you want blackness and you want to see more black people, Houston is where it's at, mm-hmm. and they do have some thick. Steak eating, potato biscuit eating ass sisters out there. Cause ain't they nothing, do. Ain't they nothing do. like a small waist and a girl that's just like that's reckless. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. reckless to me. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. I, I was like, I was, I was intimidated. I'm like, let me go take my five eleven ass back to Atlanta and call it a day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, a, a lot of people. Um, I'm not sure if y'all big on like the Facebook groups and stuff, but yeah. in Atlanta. A lot of people are in those, you know, Facebook groups and taking, like, cabin trips and all that stuff. So, it's just, even though Atlanta is really big, it's very small. Like, I could probably name one person who fucked, like, the same folks, you know, so. (laughs) So, what do you want to go, where do you want your podcast to go with? You being in the podcasting game, is this something that you just plan on doing for a little bit? Do you want to see how big it can get? Like, what's your drive to keep you doing it? That's a good question. Um, I want to see, I mean, of course, if I... I want to be in for the long run. Yeah. Um, the podcast is more so, uh, it's a, a little kind of segue from my main business, which is the circle dot box. Yeah. And I don't really talk a lot about it on the podcast, but um, the circle dot box is pretty much a feminine care box that um, you can get shipped to your house monthly. So it has like your tampons, you know, your pads if you want to different types of gifts or whatnot. Yeah. And then the other side of it is, um, it's the first box. For, for teenagers who just going through their first menstrual cycle. So it has, like, educational books in yeah. there. Um, it has, you know, things you need to learn, all that stuff. So that's my main goal, um, just giving back to the community. Uh, 10% of my, uh, if you purchase a circle dot box, goes back to women who are in need. Yeah. So it's just that it kind of geared towards that. I'm a mom. Um, if y'all probably watch my snaps, y'all see I turn up, like, every other day. So mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah, yeah, being able to balance that relationship, having kids, and then I have two bonus kids that come every other weekend. So I just feel like, two you know, it should be huh? a knowledge. Two bonus <laughs> kids. Yeah, my um, the oldest, he's about to be 13 on Thursday, and then the middle girl, she would be, she's eight. Is what, she eight? Yeah, she's eight. Was I mean, so when you first had your first child, because I know when I think about kids, I've had a lot of scares. How many scares you had? <coughs> he should have about what? I need a number. How many? It's quite a bit. Yeah. I've been blessed to have women who have some uh uh some critical thinking, some um skill, some like they got some common sense. I got lucky to okay. not get a bunch of ratchet, you know, people who don't care about themselves or want to hurt the other person. Like it, but you know right. what? I've never I've had a I've had about six overall. 
So if I could, okay. I, I probably should okay. have about seven kids of the girls that were pregnant had the babies that didn't have miscarriages and one set of possible twins. Okay. I know okay, if I would have so. had them seven kids, I wouldn't be shit. I can't say, Why would you say that? seven fucking kids. I don't have the money to feed them motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I got to eat. Uh, I what I'm supposed to wear. Yeah. Seven kids with what I make right now, I wouldn't be wearing shit but draws and tank tops. <laughs> What would be my occupation? And you know, uh, right. And I mean, homeless. honestly, yes. you said homeless. Yeah, homeless. Um, yeah. So like, yeah, you're right. So like, for instance, Rashad, I mean, technically he has five kids. You know, yeah. he has my kids plus his two. Yeah. So, um, but when he goes for it, like for right now, he's a um, talent acquisition manager for yeah. the state healthcare system. So he makes the money, but yeah. when he goes in to negotiate, he's like, okay, I'm at least paying 2K in child support. Yeah. I got to be at this point in order yeah. to make anything work. Yeah, See, yeah so you're right. You got to make it, yeah, you got to make it work. The times that, yeah. the, the times so, that um, I've been told that I'm pregnant, I think I have a reaction inside. You don't see anything on the outside. And then I'm kind of like that, what are we going to do now? Well, what's going on? So what's next? Like, I'm always like, what's next? Because my what's next is saying, are you keeping it or not? And my thing is, if you keep it, I understand. I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. If you don't keep it, right. I understand. I'm going to do what I I'm supposed to do. You see the little height in my voice when it went up? You keep the baby? <laughs> you know, I understand. We got to do what we got to do. Oh, you don't want to keep it? I understand. Things happen. Shit changes. <laughs> you know, of course I'm, I get it. But it's, def- it's difficult because I think you have people bringing kids in this world. And what I've mm-hmm. learned is with having white friends, a lot of white people and lot white white kids, white girls, white boys, like they get pregnant or have, you know, children out of wet like just as much as any other race. But the thing that I do right. and I have appreciated about white people is they white mothers will be like, No, 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 you're not supposed to fuck your life up for this stu- stupid motherfucker over here who don't know what he's doing and he just digged down somebody right. else last week and he done dropped the seed on your doorstep. We're gonna pay this three sixty and we're gonna get you out of this and don't make this fucking mistake again or yo yo. With black people, it's like most people don't have the money to say, you can't, you know, you can't have this kid. Or black parents right. to say, you're going to have that kid. You was grown to lay down and do it. You're going to keep it. Fucking up their whole life. Right. Call me a murderer. Right. Yeah, call yeah, me yeah. whatever you want. If he a seed, we spilling them motherfuckers all the time by hand. So I'm uh, just saying. I, and no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I've. I have friends who, you know, had abortions in high school yeah. that, I mean, and they're black, but you know, yeah, some people, it just matters on that mentality of the parents. Some people going to say, Hey, this is a lesson for you. And some was like, you know what? Your future is, uh, everybody makes mistakes. Your yep. future is out there. Let's go ahead and take care of this. So yeah, I mean, if it was me and that happened, I would go ahead and pay up that money mm. <laughs> and call it a day. If what? it was my kid. I mean, cause, like I said, you don't want to see, you know how, well, you don't technically know how hard it is to be a parent, no, but just not. being in that position, yeah, just being in that position, I would hate for that to be, for me to, you know, put that on my child. So yeah, I would yeah. pay the money. What was your first thought when yeah. you first got pregnant with your first child? Was it a, was it happiness or was it like, fuck, I should, I don't um, know if somebody had a condom or a condom busted or you know what, but what, what when you found out, what was your thought? Oh, well, I was um, with my boyfriend. Uh, we were freshmen in college. And, I, I mean, 
I don't know. I think I was scared to tell my mom, even though I was, you know, moved out. I yeah. had my own place and everything. It's just that I was 20. I was young. Um, honestly, I didn't think I was going to have kids. I wasn't even interested like that. Yeah. Like, to this day, people will come up to me like, you are the last person who I thought would have been popping out children. Yeah. But, um, it, yeah, it was cool. When I told my mom, I cried because, again, I was scared of her. So I didn't want to disappoint her. <laughs> but she was like, yeah. you know, you grown. Yeah, whatever. But um, when I had Mason, um, I was already married then, yeah. I want to say. So that was a different story. But I, but the thing with Mason is, since he was so big, he kind of messed up some things. So yeah. my presence to myself, I had got my boobs done. So mm. I'm fine. You got to do what you got to do. You got to yeah, do what you got to do. do. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't be, ha- yeah, I can't be listening like a 40-year-old mom. Like, uh-huh. that ain't going to happen. You know, the first so. time I heard that I'm pregnant, I, I like, now that I'm older, it's like I actually do want a kid, but it's like I don't want that whole shit that comes with it. You know, I don't want the sleepless So you do nights. like kids? Yeah, I love kids. Look, kids love me. Okay. But I just don't see myself cleaning up no blue-green shit and no pamper that spilled all over a motherfucker's belly because his pamper was tied too tight and he shitted up his chest. Like, yeah, that's just, nasty. You know, yeah, that's, I don't like doing that yeah. either. Yeah, that part yeah. right there for no, me. Yeah, thing. that's what I'm saying. I just don't think of shit like that. Motherfucker, they just throw up. You be talking to them, and they just looking at you like, yeah. And next thing you know, just a bunch of white milk. I'm like, <laughs> like, shit like that, I'm going to lose it. I hate it. Right. I hate dirty dishwater. You say that now. Right, you mm-hmm. say it that now, changed. but once you have your child, it changes everything because I'm the last person who likes to clean up mm-hmm. folk shit and yeah. throw up, but... Like yeah, I mean it's it's cute because they they smell because they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh you got shit up oh okay just wipe this shit up and go. Yeah. So like for instance, so you don't um, have several kids. Like, you're that commercial where they be like first kid. And you that's know, literally how it happens. Yeah, yeah you're ver- you're yeah. practicing. You're doing everything. <laughs> with my son, I yeah. was like so cautious. I read to him every night while I was pregnant. I did everything by the book. My daughter, yeah. Ooh. See, I can't have no daughters, man. <laughs> Then what you do, like, you get to take, like, me and Artiz, and when we were together and we started talking about possibly living together, I thought about the things that I wouldn't be able mm-hmm. to do. Like, a lot of people be like, oh, I'm ready. And I was like, you got kids already. If I come, I can't walk out here free balling with no underwear on. That was an adjustment for me. But right. Your, but see, I mean, a person with no kids is going to say, these are your kids, though. It's an adjustment for everybody, though. I ain't ready to make that it adjustment. It is. That's and tough. it's funny because y'all remind me, y'all relationship remind me so much of me and Rashawn because we were the same way. Like, we still sleep naked mm-hmm. every night. I we mean, it's too. just that, yeah, it's just that if the kids are up, you know what I'm saying, we know to throw some clothes mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. but we still do us. And it's I just, keep a big t-shirt by my bed just in case somebody on, pop on, in the room. On deck. Yep. <laughs> exactly. I would lose so, my shit if I, I mean, walked down the hall and saw her daughter and I'm tiptoeing to the bathroom and Johnson swinging. <laughs> I'm gonna look at her like you know. I'll be like you don't like what that uh going back to Fresh Prince like uh, I no one's see you don't see me no one's even here. That's how I be moving like the yeah I, that shit would throw me off. And I always tell the story like with me and Artesia, I think it was like the second year we were dating and Tyreek yeah, was going through some stuff. Them until yeah, after that. and I came over to her house the first time because oh, I was yeah. just like yo, and her little son was having like a cry attack, and I was just like. I don't uh-huh. know what the fuck's going on in here. 
I thought every, I was like, oh my God, God is working against me yeah. because this is the first time I got to do something I wanted to do in a long time. Yeah. The first time you came over and I mad. don't know what got into my son, but yeah. like he was like crying his eyeballs out. Like he, he I mean, in the pit, like he just buried oh. into a pillow, pillow just, and everything. And I'm standing know. in the doorway looking at him like this. And I was like, oh my God, he's never coming back. <laughs> oh my God, what's wrong, babe? Like, what's wrong, baby? Like, yeah. And kid, the thing that trips me out about like kids, though, yeah. And the thing about kids, they look so like they're so innocent, and they don't be knowing what the fuck is wrong with them. Because she was like, "You okay?" And he's like, "I just don't know what's going on." And I'm like, "Well, nigga, I don't either. If you don't tell me, we don't know." But he was just sitting there, like going, just going to town in that pillow, and I was like, "Damn!" But then I understood oh. him because. She had, they were still going through that. You know, you were divorced, but yeah, we the newness divorced. of it and, and understanding. That's why I waited it. so long for you to actually meet them. Yeah. So, so um, what is that like for you, Britt? Like having kids and then meeting your uh, fiance now? Like, mm-hmm. how long or what was the process and, you know, for him to meet your kids? Well, for me, well, for him, I was that girl who I had to make sure I was out his apartment by six o'clock in the morning before his kids wake up. Oh. So, yeah, so I, I tell him he treated me like a little spot back in the day, but um, as far as wait a minute, kids, no, 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 I'm gonna take, like, let me, let me take his, let me, I gotta take defense. You said he treated you like a thought in the beginning. Yes. Okay, let me say, let me had, ask you two I, questions time, though. I had, a, I was there at one o'clock in the morning uh-huh. until six. Uh huh. So let me ask you two questions because I'm a guy. I, I got, I'm, I'm a devil's advocate, and I always got to take up for the guys. You said he made you feel like a thought. Now, did you come over when mm-hmm. he asked? Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> and you wanted the dick. And when you got there, did you enjoy yourself when you were there? I did. Okay. And you knew. I mean, I'm not complaining. Okay. I know you're not. I just got to take it side because, you know, a lot of times women would be like, well, you know, he said, and I'd be like, no, they asked you, unless we whooped your ass and brought you over there, you wanted it. We ain't for no, that no Me Too wrong. podcast version. So, oh, wow. mm-hmm. No, nah, every time he, he catch me at 1230. That what you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm on my way. Yeah. So yeah, but um, <laughs> but the kids, I don't think he met my kids until I want to say a couple of months, probably like six months into it, because yeah. uh, what ended up happening was that every time we have our kids on the same schedule, like I have to get into that whole co-parenting thing yeah. later. But when we have we have all the kids one weekend and then mm-hmm. next weekend it just be us yeah. until we had the small baby. So it kind of balanced out that he. We really didn't see the kids like that, and we still had our time. But yeah, yeah I said about six months. And I don't maybe. think people, yeah. I don't, I don't even think you and other people realize when a man has to walk a woman to the door at five in the morning, we don't feel good about that shit either. You know, because we know sometimes. Oh, he, he said he stayed in bed. He didn't want me to know though. So what he said about that? I, well, you I know, I, I, yeah, you got me. I, I, I really don't. The nigga's sleep is important to him. You know, they tell us to get eight hours. But you know what? You know what's so funny, though? It's been times, like, I think it also is based on the girl in that moment. Because you said y'all were just kind of messing around at that time. It wasn't as serious as it is now, right? Right. Okay. That's probably why it was like that. Because I know it was times, like, where I've dated. And I'm like, it's some girls I walk to the door. And, you know. And then it's like some girls I watch. And, you know, if you walk into your car, I'll look out the front window and be like, okay, she get in the car. And then it's times where it's like, I just go get right back in the bed. Or I never even... I'm just glad you're gone, and I got you know my my time to myself. So I don't know why you shaking okay. your head. I watched you pretty much every time. I know, and I hated every I, I bit did of it. Did he walk you to the door, boo? Did he walk you? I used to walk. Well, in this he apartment, I in this yeah. apartment, I walked to the balcony, and my old one 
you just walked down the stairs and got in the car. It wasn't nothing for me in to do. In the old one, you watched from the oh, I can still see from the yeah. balcony. That is true. Yeah. So I watched this from the balcony. This one, you walked me to the door. But you know how I many times I just wanted to go get back in the bed, but I, I always felt like if I went and got in the bed and somebody kidnapped her, did something I'm gonna be. I'm that shit gonna hunt <laughs> gonna me for the rest. You. Yeah, it's gonna hunt me for the rest of yeah. my life. Sometimes you would get up to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna walk you to the door," and I'm like, "I'll just lock up. Like yeah. it doesn't matter." But yeah. I didn't know that you were watching me from the window yeah. until you said something one day, and I was like, "Oh, he does care." Oh shit. <laughs> no, nah, don't. Two of y'all motherfuckers so is not about to do that. No, <laughs> we're not doing that. No. So, Britt, with you, uh, what advice would uh-huh. you give somebody who wants to be married, who's in the process of? you know, maybe get married? Do you think counseling should happen for married couples before they get married? Um, No. Um, honestly, I mean, yes. <laughs> Wait, do you want my, like, my godly answer or do you want my, my like, realistic answer? I, I need to know. Which one you want? <laughs> the God. fact that you have two answers on deck. Yeah. I love well, it. Well, I want the one that's ungodly. <laughs> okay, oh. the ungodly one. I would say no. Honestly, like, dead serious, I feel like it's timing. And it just matters on the the two people and how they view their relationship. Yeah. Um, when me and Rashawn went ahead and said, "Hey, we're gonna be together. Yeah. We legit said we're gonna be together forever. We're not gonna break up no matter what happens. We pinky promise and we did our little two step thing, and that was it. So and, that means and I mean, y'all stand together through anything. Through anything. Hey, you know what? Anything. Though? Do you believe? Do you believe? Okay, so you know people talk about infidelity and cheating is inevitable. Do you feel like if a dude cheats, mm-hmm. you give him a certain amount of chances? Because do you feel like every guy cheats and it's like, well, if he cheat, I'm starting over to get cheated on again in four years. Is that how you feel, <laughs> or you just feel like some guys don't cheat? Oh no, um, I don't feel. Well, no, I'm not gonna say some guys don't cheat. I'm gonna say some guys do make dumb decisions. Um, me personally, mm-hmm. I got cheated on by ugly ass niggas. So yeah, shit, if he was able to cheat on me, I feel like anybody could be honest. Yep, yeah, but you know the ugly um, dudes is kind of different because y'all kind of give them that little extra oomph to where they be like, shit, I pulled this. But see, why y'all over there exactly. settling, why y'all over there settling, talking about some, I, you know, I want a guy who don't, he ain't got to look good if he treat me right and he get a haircut and he look all right. And y'all boost the motherfucker's confidence to a 90. And then he start acting like he been moving that way his whole life. I blame y'all. <laughs> that's y'all for doing that. And that's exactly what happened. Men, don't like, try, men ain't trying shit. to date down. If I'm a two and I can pull a 10, I'm pulling that 10. I don't care how she treats me. <laughs> So, so no, you're completely right. But yes, yeah, so I don't. I'm not gonna say that all men cheat because yeah. I, I mean honestly, I don't know that. Answer. Man, I'm so glad but, you say that. I mean, yeah, but I mean at this point in time, like I said, we made our pact that we're staying together forever. Mm-hmm. I do give chances. I'm I'm not dumb. Forever is a mighty so long time. Up, it is a mighty long time, but we're gonna make it. I know. I hope you do. Um, I, I believe. I hope you do too. I think it's a beautiful thing to <laughs> to acknowledge that you know what it's going to be turmoil down the road at some point, but we just got to be able to say, you know what, I still love you over all of this. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Right. That's, that's right. Yeah. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Cause, I mean, in our relationship before we got engaged, you know, he had his slip ups or whatever. Yeah. It's not cheating per se, but talking like Rashawn is a big flirt. He yeah. flirts. <laughs> with anybody that's his nature mm. so the fact that he talks to certain people a certain way if someone else seen it outside of our relationship they would be like that's just disrespectful mm. you know what i'm saying but since i know him yeah. and i and like i said i'm not gonna put no change in anybody that's him that's his personality yeah. i knew that from day one that's how he got me yeah. so but when it gets to a point where i'm like yo this bitch you gotta come over like chill yeah. that's when i start having the issue and this is why so we talk all the time <laughs> 
That's good. Because we are right. a lot alike. But she just sounds like she got a little, her head on her shoulder just a little bit more. Really? I'm just saying. <laughs> Don't, don't do my book. I just go ahead, pack your shit, pack you and the kids. Go ahead, come to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, then you know, come to the bed and food your mom's <laughs> 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 No, nah, Britt, man, I do appreciate you uh, for taking out some time. We're going to do another podcast soon. I'm telling you because I have to let the listeners know, like, literally we had about three or four uh, podcasts scheduled to do tonight. Uh, we got thrown off by one. Yeah. You know, we know people are busy, but we got kind of got offset by one. So we got some other stuff we want to do. But before we let you go, tell people where they can find uh-huh. you at on social media. All right. On social media, you can find me on Instagram at Bad and Bougie Mom. And also, um, I'm on Twitter, but y'all know my Twitter struggle is real right Shit, now. Shit, the so struggle for everybody is real. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how to uh, interact with people on Twitter to give them to follow. Mm-hmm. I don't really fuck with followers. I just, it's like I care, but I don't care. Because that shit is right. like they, it's like they, because they'll jump up, you'll get 60 people following you. Then you have 30 people unfollow you. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Did I do something to these motherfuckers? I'm posting the same shit every day. But, exactly. Hey. It's, it's those ghost followers, man. Then yeah. I had to block like my, my, daughter's dad I mean my daughter's dad baby, other baby mama she oh, tried to follow me oh look at you you're getting deep yeah you're getting mm. deep yeah, like your oh, baby mama's cousin's podcast. brother yeah, yeah. <laughs> you crazy no, no, so yeah so that's how I can be reached okay. make sure you go to thesurfer.box.com get your bad and bougie mom t-shirts they are on sale okay. that's it nice plug well Britt we do appreciate you we're glad to have you on Robert's Media Group like I said Artesia yeah, she did the podcast too. with you she spoke highly of you Clearly, y'all motherfuckers talk like every other day now. So that's my bestie. Yeah, I can't break. Hi, I can't break y'all. <laughs> she over looking over like she want to say something so bad, but not saying it like a kid. A parent told him, "Don't speak or don't put your hands on something you ain't gonna buy." So yeah, so that's oh how my god. But no, Britt, we do appreciate you for coming. We'll check with you the next time, y'all. Be sure to go check out Britt on the Bad and Bougie Moms podcast on Blog Talk Radio on Apple Podcasts, and what else are you on? SoundCloud. Um, I'm on Stitcher. I'm Stitcher. on Google Play. I'm everywhere, oh, okay. baby. Okay, well, get on out there then. A little of that uh, Southern accent came out then too. All right, you have a good one. Y'all, y'all didn't know it was Park Creole. Park Creole. Yo. What up? What up? Hey. Hi. Hey, hey, I said, I said, I know she gonna be on time. <laughs> I'm like the white folks, y'all don't understand. We got a white producer, Britt. Calm down now. <laughs> We do have a white oh, producer, but he's man. cool. No, he's cool. No, he's he okay. Cool. You good. So you, you probably, oh, yeah, you're not going to offend me. He was invited to the cookout. <laughs> 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 Hello. Hello. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.